0: Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states your rate could increase with high-risk driving, generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates in North Park, Illinois.
2: From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. Our love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric, and as you probably know by now, we're well, Hoosier Hysterics, Hoosier Hysterics, Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Hello, Eric.
3: So let's just uh, take a minute to to explain some context here, um, and why I'm not my jovial over the top self to, to begin this, um, we decided to do a special turdue episode today. And the idea was to interview several different people from different walks of IU basketball life to help talk about this rivalry, what it means to each of them, what it means to us. And we had done it. We've done it with, uh, you and I did three different interviews. Um, And after we did, and we had several others lined up and after we did the last one, you and I were chatting and I got a frantic phone call from, um, Holly telling me that I need to get over to Mandy's my ex's immediately because our family dog Griffin was in real trouble. Somehow. And, you know, I know a lot of people know Dog Cheney because of the Twitter videos, but before Dog Cheney, there was Griffin and and Griffin. Well, let me let me pause here for a second, if I if I can, because you and I um, went back and forth after last week's episode because there were several people who went on pegs and decided to post that they basically saying they don't give a shit about what you and I have to say to each other. Right. Just tell them what time code the show starts, the interviews start. Right. And God bless many pigsters who came to our defense and and said, "Guys, just what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, just deal with it or hit fast forward. Just you skip, know, skip ahead." Just skip ahead. But I, you know, you and I were
2: were a little perturbed by that. And I know we we try to avoid the haters sometimes. Right. I wasn't gonna get in there and mix it up with them. But I'm like, why, why do you gotta come on to this place where we live, the pig's message board, and tell us you don't like us talking? Just right. I get it. I get it. I'm sure there's a lot of you, but be like the other people, don't come on the message board and basically tell us directly to our Internet face that you don't like us talking to each other.
3: Right. And what I would say to those people who don't like us talking and feel the need to then share that in public (laughs) um, for for apparently what inconveniences them so greatly with this free podcast that they get once a week With a technological device that could easily skip forward with just the movement of a finger. One finger. One finger. Um, So to those people, not to the ones that don't like us talking, that's fine. You know, everybody can have their, their, their preferences. But the ones who feel the need to publicly tell us they don't like that, I feel the need to publicly tell you to go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> I, I would just add, shove it up your ass.
3: Yeah, both those things. Go fuck yourself and shove it up your ass. So don't listen to this episode. Don't listen to any of the episodes if it so bothers you. Um, but back to, to Griffin. I run over to the house, uh, which is just a couple miles away, and he's gone. He's laying on the kitchen floor. My kids saw it happen. Mm. Mandy was a mess and and I was a mess. I broke down. I am a dog person. I love dogs immensely. And Griffin was a special, special dog that has a strong Indiana connection. And that's why I wanted to come back and do this intro um, to talk about it because Indiana plays a role. So indulge me, if you will, or don't. I I don't care, but keep it to yourself.
2: Are, are, it was, you, are you talking to me? No,
3: no, no I'm not. <laughs> so as many of you have listened to us know, I'm divorced. Mandy and I are still very good friends.
2: Happily divorced.
3: <laughs> well, sure. I'm not happy I got divorced, but right. we're in a good place. Mandy and I and the family and the kids and... I'm with Holly and Holly has a great relationship with Mandy so much so that they have a podcast where they just talk about me. It's, weird. Uh, it's very weird. And, and, and it is one big, happy, unconventional family. In 2016, when Mandy and I were separated and, and clearly heading towards divorce and I was no longer living in the house, I did feel, um, some sense of, we need to do something as a family, and I I was also going through um, some pangs of guilt, you know, for not being there and not being able to protect my kids and and Mandy when when I wasn't there and that was not my role anymore, you know, as a divorced guy or or a separated guy. And I wanted Mandy to have something that was that would protect them, you know, in some way, a guard dog. I mean, I wanted a guard dog. And so we've always liked big dogs. And I thought that um, we could get a dog, even though we weren't living together and kind of share responsibility for him, you know, and that I would take care of him as much as I could. I'd spend a ton of time with him. He'd be our dog, even though he would live with Mandy. And so I found this insane rescue called Gentle Giants Rescue that was run by a guy named Bert Ward, believe it or not. But do you know that name?
2: Yeah. Yeah. From the Batman television series.
3: Yes. Where he played Robin. Robin. Well, Bert Ward has dedicated his life to animal rights and and helping animals. And he and his wife started this rescue called Gentle Giants. They live in a compound. I don't even know the city. Somewhere way past like San Bernardino. Just in the sticks, you know, and they have this compound where they go out and they rescue giant dogs, Irish wolfhounds, Great Danes, Mastiffs, um, the biggest dogs in the world that are when people give them up, they're very hard to place because they're giant. And I got in contact with him and in March of 2016, I went out to go find a dog. And I went out with actually a buddy of mine and we saw several dogs. And it is crazy. They've got like 60 dogs running around this place and they're all bigger than the neck na- than the last. And out comes this. Giant black dog, very skinny, but giant who just looks so sweet. He was a giant black Great Dane. He had not had his ears pinched, so he or clipped. So he had big floppy ears and really wanted nothing to do with me uh, and nothing to do with anybody. He just was so shy and standoffish. And there was something about him that I was like, he's the dog. He was he was at at the very least. He looked menacing because he was just so big. And I thought this is great. So took pictures, pet him for a little, came back, showed Mandy and the kids. They were all about it. And we decided let's Let's do it. And we set up a time to go back and and meet him again as a family, but then probably take him. The only day that we could figure out a time to do it that made sense was, and I'm sure I'm forgetting whether, I think it was a Saturday. It had to have been a Saturday or a Sunday, but I'm pretty sure it was a Saturday. And it happened to be the Saturday that Indiana was playing in the NCA tournament in the second round. The last time that we made the second round of the NCA, the last time we made the tournament. And in that second round, we were playing Kentucky. Mm. And this was the Thomas Bryant, Yogi Ferrell team, OG Ananobi, you know, who had his coming out party, Juwan Morgan. And it was during this game that if you remember, and I've told this story a few times, Thomas Bryant near the end of the game when we were about to ice the game, got the rebound, went coast to coast and just ran over a Kentucky player. I don't know what he thought he was doing, but committed a charge and I turned around and punched the couch in Mandy's house because we were all watching it together and I punched so hard, I went through the cushion directly to the wood frame and broke my hand. Okay? From that point on though, Indiana iced the game. Some great plays. Thomas Bryant had a dunk. You know, I mean, it was awesome. Yogi Ferrell was great. OG Ananobi blocked Jamal Murray, you Mm -hmm. know, if you remember that.
2: I do, And but but I'm just – did you just have, like, frozen peas on your hand? That's exactly
3: what happened. Yeah. I went to the freezer, grabbed a bag of frozen vegetables. Mandy had, like, tape. I taped it to my hand. And we won that game and celebrated, like – I mean, like we had won the tournament. I mean, we were just so happy to beat Kentucky and be back in the Sweet 16, and it was the game went later than we thought, and this place with the dog is so far out. Had Indiana not won that game, I don't know if we would have decided to, to make that drive that night. I would have been so angry, but we were all so happy, and we thought there's no better sign than, like, we've got to go rescue a dog. And we went out to that place late at night and met Griffin, met, met at the time. I can't even remember what his name was, but it wasn't Griffin. He's like a year and a half, two years old. Spent some time with him. He wanted nothing to do with anybody. He was so shy, so standoffish, but we decided to adopt him. And it took all of us to get him in the car because he was so big. And, and we took him home that night. And brought him back to Mandy's house where he just ran into the backyard and would not come near us the entire night. Mm. We just left the door open till like, I don't know, one in the morning till he finally came in the house. And I remember rewatching the Indiana game, you know, while make a
2: trip to the ER at any point.
3: No, no, not that night. Not that night. I waited till Monday and went to a, a doctor and got the the official word that I had a hairline fracture in my hand. Um but that's how we got this dog and immediately named him Griffin, Mandy and the kids were huge Harry Potter fans and Gryffindor was, you know, the 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 winning house if you will and so Griffin became his name.
2: And you didn't push for OG or for for No, I did. Okay. I did.
3: I pushed for an Indiana centric name but I sure. got outvoted. By yeah. the people that were going to be living with this dog. Fair. This dog, I mean, just turned into the greatest companion that a dog can be. He was a great guard dog. He never once showed any aggression to any of the kids. And they would wrestle him and fall on him. And and he was so sweet. And and he was just majestic. I mean, he was magical. You met him. You, oh. You've seen him. Yeah. He was a pony. I mean, he was huge. He weighed about 180 pounds. Um, and just tall, and and a great personality, and I love dogs, and he passed away tonight, and so that got in the way of us doing um, some of the other interviews that we had lined up. Ward went ahead and did one with a Hoosier great um, without me, and I'm sorry that we weren't able to do more of the interviews we wanted to do. We will do them at some point, because there will be many other to do games in the future. Um, and, and we didn't do a an ending thing. We're not going to do a recap. It'll just end with the last interview, I think, that you did. Sure. But, you know, you and I are both in the entertainment business and the show must go on. And you did that with with the guest. And I wanted to come on and tell the story of Griffin because I love the guy. And, you know, Mandy said to me, like they animals and pets, they just teach you love. They teach you unconditional love. Um, and obviously that's continued. Dog Cheney and Griffin became best friends. I mean, best friends. Cheney does not care about any other dog out there. Not one. Griffin does not care about any other dog, but they became friends. They would play together. They'd run around the yard together. They were so happy to be together. And, um, it's just tragic. And again, for those of you who, who hate this, sorry. Uh, it's what happened in our lives. We've shared a lot about our lives, our personal lives. So that's not a great start to, um, this week of, uh, Indiana basketball, which is a special week.
2: Well, if he came into your lives with one of the last great Hoosier victories, Maybe he could supervise from up above the next great Hoosier victory. I think we need some help from above to take out this boiler squad of all the boiler squads that have been waxing us over the last five years. This is about as scary as they come.
3: Let's take a moment for you and I to just talk about Purdue Week. Turdue Week.
2: Oh, you you slipped and you said the actual name.
3: I did. Um, I'm not of my right mind right now. So first off, thank you to IU women's basketball for kicking this Turdu week off in grand fashion.
2: It's what they do. It's it's now what you can expect from these lady Hoosiers.
3: They went up to Mackey, shorthanded, missing their star forward slash center and one of the best players in the country, Mackenzie Holmes, out with a knee injury. Missing the leading three point shooter on the team and the probably the best defender on the team, Nicole Cardano Hillary, the spark plug who kind of gets everything going as the point guard of this team. Oh, yeah. And then in overtime, lose Allie Patberg to an injury and still against insurmountable, seemingly insurmountable odds, down eight with three minutes left, make a miraculous comeback and beat to do at Mackie. And I don't think I've ever been more emotionally invested in a women's basketball game. Uh, it was glorious to watch. Watched it with my kids, had to watch the end from the car on my iPhone while Stella had to do a
2: karate class. We came back and watched it again. Can you imagine being a Boiler fan and seeing Terry Morin come into Mackie and do that to, to your school, her alma mater, that I would just like, it'd be, imagine if, if Matt Painter went to IU. Right.
3: Yeah. No. Or, or do go the other way, you know, imagine Damon Bailey going to coach Purdue.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's like, and growing up where Purdue was such a dominant program and IU really wasn't for us to come this far, it's, it is it is the example the men's team has to have right now. They they because no time in recent memory, do they even recall having beaten Purdue. So at least there was a very uh, recent and and, you know, just inspiring reminder of what this rivalry means and that we can come out on top.
3: Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. And it did, it was Sunday, so it was officially the start of the week. And here we are now on Wednesday with the biggest game of the season, bar none, the biggest game of Mike Woodson's early coaching career at Indiana. And just a, it seems like a seismic matchup for, for Indiana. There are just, I was about to say there are few things but the truth is, there is no thing I hate more than Turdue. I hate them. I hate their colors. I hate their arena. I hate saying the name of the school. I hate their players. What I about hate their, their students. Their
2: mascot. It I voted Creepiest mascot in America. And you go back through the decades and you look at the different... Iterations of Purdue Pete, he is, he has been creepy throughout the ages.
3: Yeah, it might as well be called pervert Pete. Sure, sure. I mean, that pedophile Pete, let's call him that. Creepy Pete. Creepy Pete. It's so these games over the course of any Indiana fan's life are tentpole games. And recently they've been filled with despair, but, but not now. I mean, it all gets wiped away every chance we get. And the Ken Palm rankings and the turnovers and the point guard struggles, all of that just kind of gets washed away. And you hope that the power of the rivalry levels, the playing field and the magic of assembly hall and Mike Woodson returning puts us over the top. And but I can't it. think of anything. I want more.
2: that That's it. Right. Because it, it hasn't worked for a long time. It didn't work for the entire tenure of a coach. And, you know, th- this, this is different. It doesn't just feel different. It is different because the man in charge of the program knows. He's been there. He's been a part of it. He came in in the middle of an, an unbelievable rivalry. Well, it was well, – well, actually, you know – he was getting – he was there as Gene Katie was arriving. Like, Woodson – maybe Woodson's senior year was Katie's first year. But at the end of the day, it only took Bobby Knight, as we'll learn later in this show, it only took him one game against Purdue to realize that the Purdue game was a really big deal, even for this, this coach from Ohio State who is now in charge of the IU program. And so
3: – Yeah, 1980-81 – Oh, no, I think.
2: So, Katie's first year was after Woodson left. Yeah,
3: yeah, Katie showed up after Woodson left.
2: Yeah, so, uh, but it just goes to show it's bigger even than the coaches. And while you and I grew up in the heart of the Katie Knight rivalry, that rivalry goes way back, way back before we were born, and that Woodson knows that you know growing up in Indianapolis he knew about it he gets down to Bloomington he's a part of it um, he's as he said many times he never left Bloomington he come back in the summers he's he stayed so attached to this program and this school throughout the decades and i just cannot believe that whether you're a player on IU that grew up in Bloomington like Anthony Leal and you know exactly what this is all about from the day you were born Or if you're somebody who just showed up from Kansas, like Tamar Bates, that by the time that tip-off happens on on Thursday night, they're going to understand what this means to Coach Woodson, to the university, and to all the fans. And they are going to be playing harder than they've ever played wearing an Indiana University jersey before including guys who were here last year and the year before and the year before because they didn't have a coach who made it perfectly clear what this game means
3: that's exactly right in fact we did a podcast episode with bruiser flint before he left where he told us that in his opinion and and in talking to the players on the team that the turdu game wasn't a big deal to the players that the Michigan State game was the big deal to the players. And while I get that intellectually because of the success that Michigan State has had over the last 20 years, that means that the coaches didn't get it. That means that you don't get how important this is to a community of people, you know, young and old. And now we have that guy. And let's also not forget, all the things you said about Mike Woodson and what he knows about this rivalry are 100% true. And then add in the last game that Mike Woodson played as an Indiana Hoosier was an NCAA tournament game where they lost to mm.
2: Mm. Yeah, And you have
3: said many times that one of the reasons Mike Woodson came back was because while he won player of the year in the Big Ten and hung a banner for the Big Ten championship that year, he did not hang the big one. And that year, the big one was prevented by Turdu, And that has got to stick in his craw. And that has got to add added motivation. Now, does that make us hit three-pointers? Does that make us not turn the ball over? Remains to be seen. But it sure as hell better mean, like you said, that we see a fight on that court like we have not seen in a really long time. That's what I want. I want to fight tooth and nail against, let's be honest, a more talented team. They are. They are more talented right now. They have better players. They have more cohesion. They're a better team.
2: There's there's I just mean, look, no doubt. No, look, we we have we've kind of been pieced together for this season. Our starting lineup is a testament to that, but they're all Hoosiers now. We've all we've all um, got to watch them play here for how many games in are we? What fifteen? Twelve and thirteen and four now or something like that. Seventeen games. Seventeen games. Sure, it's time. It's time to become the Indiana Hoosiers, and you do that by beating these sons of bitches. I don't care what number is in front of theirs and isn't in front of ours. This is this game at home,
3: at home, and it's also a game. For this era's generational, I shouldn't say generational, this era's star, which is Trace Jackson Davis of the Archie Miller era and now this beginning of the Mike Woodson era, Trace Jackson Davis is the biggest star Indiana has and its best player. And he does not have a win against Turdew. And Kentucky's not on the schedule anymore, so he never had a chance to beat Kentucky. Yes, he's been on a team that beat Michigan State. You kind of remember those, and then they go away. But this game is a legacy game for a Trace Jackson Davis and a Race Thompson, who's been there for four years and has not beaten Tardew. No one has. So the stakes couldn't be higher, not to mention, we're a team that it's not... uh, Sorry. It's not a foregone conclusion that we will make the tournament. Not yet.
2: No, no. This is when we we realize the one road victory uh that we should we should pull off we did not convincingly against nebraska we didn't really touch on that but a win's a win in the big 10 particularly on the road even against a jv team like nebraska uh, but we've got to hold hold our serve uh, at home we've got to hold it because even even doing that and not winning any other games on the road it's gonna be a little tough but yeah, against number four Purdue, that's a that's a quad one win with a star next to it.
3: That's exactly right and and we just saw Turdue go into Illinois at full strength with Andre Carbello back and beat them uh, in Illinois. So this is just as big as a regular season game can get. Uh, every Turdue game feels that way, but this one is extra extra big for all the storyline reasons and, We got to pull it off because I hate them. Mm -hmm. I'm not having a good day. No. And I need this for Griffin. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I, uh, we just need this. We need this as a family. And when I'm talking family, I'm talking about the Hoosier family here. We need this win to just let us know that things are going to be okay.
2: Look, I think as a program, this is the most down we've been about ourselves since Tom Crean came in and started sweeping up the ashes. And the signature wins uh, do stick around for a while. Finally winning uh, in the Big Ten at Assembly Hall, the Illinois game, right? Illinois was the first one. when we yes. beat the ranked
3: team, first right. ranked opponent, yeah,
2: first ranked opponent, and and you know Tom Green's giving out pizzas in the lobby, yeah. You know, people are here. We are still talking about it over a, a decade later, and Coach Woodson, um, you know, he's sixty three. He needs his first big signature win in his first year. He needs to declare to the state and to the world, this is our state again.
3: At least it's a fight again, because it has not been a fight. No, you know, no, no, it no, has no. not no, been no. a fight. It's not a
2: fight. We win. We're gonna dominate in the Coach Woodson era, <laughs> even with less talent and, and less cohesion, if if you will, to your point. We're we're still gonna run you guys out of our own building. We'll see what happens up there. And then, you know, moving forward, if you're a kid in this state who's thinking about the best program to play for, well, you can be like, Well, hey I get it. If you didn't want to play for, for, for Archie, you know, yeah, look what happened. But the new sheriff's in town, and we're already beating these guys. Um, just wait until our talent is at or above their level, and they're going to be embarrassed just like they should be.
3: So to that end, uh, something we haven't done in a while because there's been a lot of neutral site, a couple of neutral site games and road games, um, we are still kicking on the NIL collective. And still raising money. And we announced on Twitter yesterday that we are giving away, we are raffling away two tickets to this Turdo game tomorrow night at Assembly Hall. Section, I forget what the section is now. Ooh, the I section forget.
2: awesome. It's the, it's the awesome section.
3: They are great seats, but let me just pull up what the section is so I have it. Okay. It is. Section 108 row 15, these are great seats mm. and the assembly hall is going to be rocking and you only get one chance to see the first Mike Woodson versus Tardew game. And you want to be there for when history is made. So we here's how be, we're doing.
2: we want to be there, but we know that that would curse IU. So that's why we're giving these seats up for the greater good.
3: That's exactly right. Our our presence there guarantees a loss. So we are taking one for the team or two for the team, if you will, because Ward and I are two people mm-hmm. sharing one brain. Yeah. And <laughs> like a half brain, a half brain, a half functioning, half brain. And here's how it works. Every $15 that you give to the NIL collective in which 100% of the money goes to NIL deals, which will hopefully Keep or bring players that will continue to dominate Turdu. Once this ball starts rolling, every fifteen dollars you contribute to the NIL collective earns you one raffle ticket. Give thirty dollars, get two raffle tickets. We've already gotten some people to contribute ninety dollars to get themselves a bunch of tickets, and we will draw a name on Thursday. Probably by about noon, we can deliver the tickets electronically. And here is the info on how to donate or to contribute the money. You can do it on Venmo. On Venmo, go to at Hoosier Hysterics NIL, at Hoosier Hysterics NIL. You go to Venmo, that's our handle. On PayPal, use the email Hoosier Hysterics at gmail.com, Hoosier Hysterics at gmail.com. Or you can use Zell at 818. 818- 653 3851, 818 653 3851. Three very easy ways to contribute to this raffle and give money to the NIL collective, which will end up helping us beat Turdue in the future mm-hmm. and get a chance to get these two tickets and go to this historic seismic game this season. What could be a better way to spend a little cash?
2: No better way. I'm just, I'm struggling on math. If they were to give us fifteen hundred dollars for the NIL, how many raffle tickets would they get? A hundred. Boom! Look at how, look at that. So that that's really easy. So that's probably the optimal amount of money to give, and you're gonna have a really great chance of getting those seats too.
3: Yeah, that's a good point. So I 15, think you're right.
2: Fifteen hundred dollars is a good good at least a good starting point. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yes. Agreed. So there you have the information. You can also follow us on Twitter at Hoosier Hysterics for the hysterics. No E, no I, but, but the the sometimes, sometimes why. why? And I have a tweet pinned to our profile that
2: lists the information. If you need to see that. Um, oh, 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 I just thought it would be apropos. If in the intro we played just this clip of Bobby Knight's rant.
0: I'm fucking tired of losing to Purdue. I'm not here to fuck around this week.
2: I mean, what
3: other motivation do you need? I hope Coach Woodson is playing that for the players to understand how much this means.
2: Just like in the weight room, like if they could get Trey Galloway or somebody to do like a remix, like a trap remix, it'd be fantastic. Or if somebody out there is listening and is handy with that stuff, please, we'll tweet it out if you put that rant in a remix.
3: Absolutely. Uh let's hope the team like our podcast is powered boy <laughs> What
2: what what was that Australia No no that was that was nothing that was me Trying to do something without any determination of what it was, as my mouth started moving. I just replicate it right now. Powered boy, no, 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 (laughs) No, because I had a little time to cook it. Yeah, no,
3: I think it was some bastardized Australian powered boy, powered boy. Oh crikey, powered boy! Holy hell! You know what? Everything I said earlier about people skipping past us and, and, <laughs> and voicing it publicly, I take back. I now understand. I now more, understand.
2: Ward does accents. We're going to bring it back. <laughs> All right. Well, we do have, what, four guests on today's show? My family's contribution to this this will be a, an intro song uh, that my son, Porter, he actually wrote this mm, in August, When we were out in Joshua Tree visiting my mother, I'm like, Porter, this is good. This needs to go on the podcast. Uh, So we re-recorded it today, so the audio is a little bit better. So he's going to take us out of this intro and into our first guest. ladies and gentlemen boys and girls we have someone with us who has the distinct honor of being on the last team that beat <laughs> turdu not whatever other uh d- sort of degrading nickname you want to come up with for oh i've got school. one
3: more how oh. about tub of shit
2: perfect <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect okay um, so eric do you want to add some more details besides that distinction
3: I mean, it's one of our favorite players of all time. He's a fan favorite. He can be seen at many Indiana University games. He spent roughly 14 years uh, at Indiana University, uh, played with a broken wrist, decided to play left-handed when the right wrist was bad, gave all that he had. Uh, Every single game that he played for Indiana University was just the perfect embodiment of what we wanted in Indiana University Hoosier. And like you said, did beat Purdue, albeit only one time. Please welcome Colin Hartman.
4: Uh, thank you, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I will say that um, while that was very nice, I, I I don't think every time I was on the court, I embodied the,
2: uh, <laughs> the perfect. IU basketball player. Let's just get clarify that. But thanks. all right, Colin. What what about this though? The ultimate compliment is to call you the Ali Patberg of IU Men's Basketball.
4: I'll take that. Allie is a heck of a player. And that girl plays hard. Hey. <laughs> Allie is, that girl can play. And she, she does embody that. There's a lot of girls on that team that just, you know, they, those girls play hard. I love it. It's Coach Moran's got those girls going. Well, and She
2: hey, does. Talk about a team that beats Purdue and just beat Purdue in an overtime victory shorthanded that, that yeah. showed some grit. Did it not?
4: It, it truly did. I mean, that's, I mean, you only win games like that on the road shorthanded if you're just playing, you know, for lack of better terms, and not because, you know, it doesn't work for them, but balls to the wall, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, you got to be playing all out. You got to be. And so, you know, props to, to, to Coach Moran and the program they got building. It's, it's fun. It, it truly is. <laughs> They're good people over there, too. All
3: right. Enough of that. Let's <laughs> get We're into about this episode. I know, but let's get into him and his feelings. How much do you hate Turdu?
4: A lot. Uh yeah. I, it's it's really hard to put in words sometimes. Um you know I I almost like them to and here's why. Because I love playing in those environments that it creates when we play them. Whether Got it. it's, whether it's in Assembly Hall or in Mackey, hideous arena, exactly. but that here, here nor there, um, it's just the energy that it brings. Because people like there's so much tension between both programs. You know, Purdue's the redheaded stepchild of Indiana basketball, the state of Indiana basketball, yes. and you know, so it's you know they have a chip on their shoulder. Purdue hates IU more than IU hates Purdue because you know we're just better we're just awesome
3: we man. have more going on in our lives <laughs> yeah
4: so that's that's really what it comes down to i i don't know it's i have ugly colors and
3: pee and ugly. poop their colors are that of pee and poop <laughs> that's they are quite literally yes. but colin your story is is a unique one because you did not you were not born in indiana correct Correct. And so you had to learn a little bit the hatred of Purdue and the rivalry. Do you remember a time and maybe it didn't happen until you got to Bloomington. When did your hatred of Purdue uh, crystallize
4: when I came when I went to IU.
3: And do you remember a moment or something that happened to practice something coach Crean may have said to you anything that you remember about yeah I really want to beat these guys more than I want to beat other guys.
4: I think it was – I can't remember what – I think it was either my sophomore or junior year. We were playing Purdue in Assembly Hall. And mine um, was my junior year. This is where the – I don't remember what year it was, but this is where the switch really flipped for me is um, we were beating them. And there was this loose ball, long rebound, came off, came off, bounced about to the free throw line. And I was running for the ball, and so was uh, AJ uh, Hammonds. Mm. And I caught an elbow right here, oh. and it, it split my chin open. And there was like just like a flap hanging down of my skin, oh. blood blood coming out everywhere. The foul was called on me. Oh, and I walked over because I just felt blood. Like it's not an area where you feel the pain. It's just like so. I walked over by the ref. And I looked at the ref and I said, you look like an idiot right now, don't you? For calling the foul on me, he said, yeah, I'll get you when you get back. So, <laughs> Tim, Tim Garl, I, 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 I think I was a junior because I didn't have that much clout, for lack of a better terms, with the refs when I was a sophomore. Timmy G took me in, stitched me up in the locker room, came back in, and that's, that was the first time I was just like, this is bullshit. I hate this <laughs> So, was that
3: the game, though, that we ended up winning? I think I that's the, was. yeah, that's the game we I won. Yeah. So you left blood on the court in the game that <laughs> the last time
2: Indiana beat Purdue, you yes. put blood on the court.
3: <laughs> Quite literally, yes. I like it. I like <laughs> it.
2: Who, who uh, of all the games you played against Purdue, uh, of all the players, maybe maybe we just touched upon the person because he split your chin open. Arms. No, nope. arms. Least favorite, most
4: hated. Least favorite. Least favorite. Nothing against the guy personally. I don't know.
2: I don't know that guy from
3: Adam, but I hate that guy. Why, and what is it? What is it about these players like Harms or Brian Cardinal no, specific, from back in our day? Specifically, Harms. Yeah, Harms. What is it about him that you hate? Yes. Hair. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. hair. And just for our audio no, listeners, no. <laughs> you are using your right hand to run it through your flowing locks as Harms used to do that tub of shit. God, that dirty nuts do punch him in the face. Yes. Yeah, very punchable
4: face. Very punchable face.
3: Can you give us any stories from your time at Indiana from uh, – we know Coach Crean had some really interesting motivational techniques, whether it be fake vampire bats or, or, the, or the towel drill that he would do uh, sometimes. But do you have anything that you remember about what uh, he would say or do to get you motivated for the Purdue game specifically?
4: You know – for me, from from when I was there, you know, it was it was always these guys are going to come in hungrier than you. And you know why? Because they all wish they were here. <laughs> and so they want to beat you so bad because they didn't get the offer from IU. Oh, love that. So you guys, you're going to get their best shot every time you play them because they want... To be able to put on the candy stripes. They wish they could have.
3: I love that. That's
2: great. That's I great. love that.
3: I mean, it didn't work that well. It but didn't I work it. well. But <laughs>
2: <fair>. <laughs> I will say though, that they're like the Clippers, right? That Indiana's the Lakers, and yep. they're Purdue's the Clippers. And no matter what kind of recency bias is going on as far as the win loss record go, yeah. We're the all-time greats. We're the goats. We own the yep. state. We always will. And no matter how much recent success they've had against us, or in general, people just don't like them as much. And it lives rent-free in their head.
4: Yep, exactly. And that's it's 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 comical when when people really talk about you know the fan bases, and it's not even close. I mean, it's right. you get south of west lafayette you get (laughs) south of there and it's you're an iu country and you go anywhere else in the the country you're not going to find a purdue fan exactly you're just not you go to new york when we played at Rutgers, it was a home game when we go when we play northwestern home game you know the fans came out in droves because that's where they live right we're all over the country people
3: are so passionate and purdue just doesn't have that (laughs) they're
4: jealous about it so
3: just... Uh, when you would go up to West Lafayette and play, which you did several times, how disgusting is it up there? I mean, do you you get the sense like when you're in Mackey and just like going from the bus to wherever that it's just nasty up there, right? What to, have I told you guys how to find West Lafayette? How how do you find West Lafayette, Colin?
4: You you, you drive north till you smell it and west till you step in it.
3: <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. <laughs> uh here's one for you did you hear about the two um well first let, let's hear about west lafayette it is a shithole right
4: yes and that you know i i've i got recruited at purdue obviously took several visits um it is not pretty i mean it is all industrial um concrete you know it's not the gorgeous limestone that we have down in <laughs> bloomington you exactly. know with, with trees and flowers yeah, yeah purdue doesn't have that um and their bar scene is
3: terrible
4: um, so um, and
2: and there and the human beings there are they're ugly too
4: <laughs> hey you said that <laughs> yes i
2: did because i used to party there in high school and i'm coming from a small town where like any college girls would be amazing but even like rolling into purdue at like 15 years old i'm like what is up with all these dogs <laughs>
3: You know, one of the great signs in Indiana University history is a sign that says, uh, "What does it say? Like Purdue University keeping ugly girls out of Indiana for two hundred years, or something yeah, like or, that,
4: or since whatever? Since, year yeah, that. since
3: 1980, you know, 02 or something yeah. like that. I love that sign. I yeah. love it. There, there is. Look, I, I, we we ask this a lot of people we interview, but you know, there's like the cliche thing for athletes to say every game is the same. It's just next up. Whoever's on, when we play Western Kentucky or Merrimack, it's the same thing as when we play Kentucky or Purdue. And I just do not buy it. I don't buy it for athletes and I don't buy it for coaches. You tell us was every game the same or did you get more up for this game?
4: Well, if every game was the same, I mean, then then you're not human. There's a lot of things that go into that ultimately because, you know, fans don't come out and sell out assembly hall for Merrimack or, you know, Western Kentucky, but that place will be sold out on Thursday. I'm sure. I will be there.
3: Oh yeah. I'll be there. Awesome. I'll be there.
4: Um, and you know, it's, it's impossible as a human being to walk into that environment and treat it the same as if you were playing Merrimack know not even just purely because of the fan base the the atmosphere that you're in right that's not including you have lottery picks on the other half of the court that you're going to be playing against you know ivs of the world and you know people like that you don't have those on the merrimack <laughs> totally, so you, totally. You, have, you have to get your mind right for the game otherwise you're gonna you're gonna get exposed <laughs> for lack of a better term so um
2: yeah. Just a quick side note on Merrimack. It has to be said, one of our listeners, Jeremiah Jordan, who was in full-frontal comedy with me, the improv troupe at oh, IU. Awesome. He's in Boston now. He's in in film and video production <clears throat> and he got a notification on LinkedIn that were like, hey, a producer at this production company needs this or at this television station, we're looking for this. You might be right for this. Also, uh, Merrimack is looking for a new head coach of the basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) You may be right for this position. (laughs) Colin, when you were there, did Coach Crean
3: ever bring in former players uh, around game time or before games or practices for like Purdue week, or w- was there any of that where like bringing in guys from the past to talk to you about what this game meant to them?
4: Yeah, I know. I remember Vic was in there several times. Um, Cody was in there a few times. Um, when guys could get away, they would, you know, they'd, they'd take their little jet and, come on yeah. and hang out. with us. Um, and what did that mean to you? it Just kind of highlighted the fact that you know, um, it runs deep, you know, and it and I mean, they'd have um, Laskowski and guys like that are that still live mm-hmm. around them, and in the indie that would come down and they'd come in and talk, and you'd see all these guys lined up that were past players and and whatnot, and it just showed you that this is so much bigger than you, and so many more people have to live with the results of this game coming up than just <laughs> you, right? This is true. It really is. And, you know, it, it's, it's, it just highlights the reason that we don't have names on the back of our jerseys It's because it's not about that because everybody that loves what's on the front of our jerseys is, is who it impacts. So it's, it's, it, that's what it highlights when those guys come in and they would tell you the stories or they would, you know, give you their pregame speech or whatever that may be. Um, it was different. The tone in their voice was just different because it meant more.
3: Absolutely, I mean,
4: it, it even means more than than when we're playing like Notre Dame or something like that, because it's not the same. Yeah, they're in state, but
2: nobody cares. So, um, yeah. well, and what about walking around campus before a Purdue game? What, what kind of interaction was that so far beyond before any other game short of maybe a, a like a tournament game where just the random student walking by you, would you get a lot more like fucking beat Purdue, bro? Come on, let's go. We we would get that a lot.
4: Um, you know, it, it was, it was either Purdue games or ranked games. When we were playing ranked teams, it didn't matter, but it doesn't matter where Purdue's ranked or if they're ranked or not, you're, always getting that from from fans it's either purdue or ranked teams that's where people get up for so
3: it's (laughs) so do you remember any of the aftermath of the purdue game when you did bust your chin wide open and we did win the game do you remember any celebration happening that night i don't No.
4: i won't disclose why i don't know no (laughs) (laughs) No, i'm just kidding Um. (laughs) oh that's good that's no, I, I I I don't, and I wish I I wish I did have more of those memories. I just, well, if
2: you know. if if we'd known that was the last time we were going to beat Purdue, we should have had a documentary film crew there. It should have been like <laughs> the last dance.
4: Yeah, we should have like a hallway and assembly hall with all the pictures let, from that night.
3: Let me ask you this: If you were given the choice, your senior year, okay, Archie's first year, right? My my fifth year. Yeah, your fifth year. Yep. If somebody were to say to you, okay, you can make this bargain you make the NCAA tournament, but you lose in the first round, or but but in that scenario, you lose to Purdue both times, or you beat Purdue both times in the regular season, including at Mackey, but you don't make the tournament, which one do you take?
4: Well, if you beat Purdue both, you probably make the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair. I'm, I'm going to let you
3: weasel out of that one.
4: In, in, in those um, contexts, I mean, if you have to lose in the first round, you might as well beat Purdue twice.
3: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, beating Purdue at Indiana twice is more important than making the tournament for many people. I think that's true. I think maybe now it's not losing the first round. (laughs) Right. Right. If you've got a chance to make a run, you make
2: a run. All right. right. Give us your prediction. Well, wait before we get to prediction. Yeah. I I want to get. What do we have to do to beat these fuckers tonight? (laughs) And not sorry tomorrow night. Well, not turn the ball over.
4: Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I'll tell you one thing that. You know, if, if our guards are turned the ball over, they can get out in transition. They'll either get dunks, layups, or open threes. So, and they got shooters, they got athletes. Um, you know, so take care of the ball is number one. And then, you know, they're going to double trace. Coach Painter has a great, great defensive mind. They have disciplined players. They're probably going to double either on top side or back side, depending on what side of block he's on, left or right. And so, you know, Trace has to have, have his head on a swivel and no time and possession um, and where everybody else is at, not just on offense, but on defense. So um, he can either make his move quick or bait that, that trap to kick out, swing the ball, hit threes, get open layups, get open shots. So I think those are the two main things, not turn the ball over. Um, and if Trace is going to have a big game, he's got to have those two things on his mind that that they're coming for him.
3: Do you think with those two post players that they have in Edie, the monster and Travion Williams coming off the bench that, that they will double him still? Cause it seems like they've got guys who can bother trace from a size perspective and trace when he struggles has struggled against size.
4: Mm-hmm. I think, I think they still will. Yeah. Um, because I think trace is more athletic than those two. He's, he yeah, can Yeah, for him. sure. Um, and you know, it is yet to be seen. What I think, you know, it's yet to be seen that we're going to have any wing player on the wing go off for 20 or 30 I on know. a night and carry us. And so, if you trace, you take Trace Jackson Davis away, who's shown he can beat a team single-handedly, almost right. You yeah. don't have any of those of our wing guys that have really stepped up and like, hey, I'm going to give you a 30 ball tonight, and we're going to beat you because of that. And so, you take Trace away, and you make guys who haven't really Shown that they can do that, make them beat you. That's I would do that all day long. Yeah. You know, and so that's why we either have to have Trace have a huge night or somebody's got to step up and knock shots down or we have to have five, six guys in double digits.
3: You think you can maybe uh, grab a jersey? Grab a <laughs> I don't think anybody wants that anymore. We could use the shooting. We could use the shooting. All right, give us your prediction. What happens Thursday night?
4: I think we win. I believe we win. And I like it. I like I, it. I believe for a couple reasons I think um coach is going to wear a suit. Yes. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge for the program. Huge for, for the program. program. <laughs> um <laughs> I think majority of the student sections are going to wear a suit. So are They suiting oh, up? Hey, that's that's what they need to do. That's what I they like need. To do. Are you going to wear a suit? I should, shouldn't I? Yeah, you should wear a suit. Or my tux? How
3: about that? Oh, like <laughs> powder. Let me ask you this: What is your? Is there one food that you hate more than any other food?
4: You don't get this big hating food, to be honest with you.
3: Really, nothing. Like you'll you'll eat mushrooms, grapefruit, cottage cheese,
4: love all of Brussels
3: those. sprouts, love them, curry, anchovies.
4: Oh, anchovies.
3: Um, yeah, anchovies aren't great. All right, what do you hate more, anchovies or turdue?
4: Oh, I hate Purdue so much more.
3: (laughs) You are the man. Thank you for joining us. We will look for you on television on Thursday night. We wish we could be there, but we can't. Uh, You're there in spirit. (laughs) And honestly, we went to the last turdue. uh, Well, we went to a game. The last game we went to, the last turdue game, was the Bob Knight return game. I was there. Yes, you were. Great halftime. Great halftime. Great halftime.
4: Great halftime, but that's where the game needed to
3: stop. <laughs> yeah, should have stopped there. So we're never going back for another to do game. Um, all right, all right, man. Well, bring us good luck on Thursday. We love talking to you. Always good uh, to see you and hear from you. And uh, bring us a winner Thursday night. Hey, sounds
4: good. I appreciate you guys having me. Always a good time.
2: to is the worst. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one of our favorite people, one of our first guests, Bobby Knight's first ever recruit. If I haven't already given it away, he's got some swag. You should be watching this one, folks, not just listening. Eric, who do we have? I mean, just one of the greatest people of all time, an incredible basketball player who helped
3: establish what the new culture of Bob Knight teams were going to be at Indiana. Of course, helped lead the team to a magical 74 75 season where they went undefeated up until the time where Scott may broke his arm and against, by the way, who did he break his arm against those sons of bitches. Exactly. So a gentleman who understands what it means to not only play turdue, but beat them as he went, what's the record board four and one, four and one by our count four and one against turdue in his three years playing basketball in Indiana, please. Welcome. The doctor of dentistry,
1: Steve Grino. Hey, Eric, EP, and Ward. How, How, my are, you? How oh, are you guys doing? Oh, so
2: happy to have you here, sir.
1: Hey, my pleasure. What do we got to talk about? What could possibly <laughs> talk about? Well, so you, let's you indicated
2: that you wanted to talk about our most recent Purdue victory. So please, Absolutely. sir, the, the floor I'm, I'm, is yours.
1: I'm so in love with this. I use women's team and and of course uh a Seymour native coach born is yes. southern indiana so that's a okay by me so I, <laughs> and you know so uh, I just love following them and of course I'm sitting there thinking gosh we've we got to come back against Purdue on the Purdue home floor and Mackie is kind of going nuts and I said if there's only just was a 34 out there that would <laughs> <laughs> gotta go, get him, Grace. That's, that's it. Take it over. Man, I was just so proud. I'm so proud of those ladies. But Grace Burger, hey, number 34, you're in the club. She
3: I, is I just, in the club. She is clearly better than Brian Evans. I
1: mean, clearly
3: better than Brian Evans. She's on your level, but she is clearly better than him. Yeah, that game was just incredible for many reasons. Ward and I talked about it in the intro a little. But I mean, you're without your best player in Mackenzie oh, Holmes, and really? your starting point guard, and you're on the road. I
1: mean, it, and you're down by eight with three minutes left. The game should Absolutely. be over. Absolutely, and, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, oh my gosh, what what has to take place? You know, and a lot of good things have to happen. But I tell you what happened that I'm, that they, these ladies do every single game. They do not give up. They do right they don't care. You know, Oh, it was almost as if, okay, now we spotted them this, okay, this is how close (laughs) it's going to be now, but we're still going to beat them. I mean, I never felt for a moment that some of the ladies on the court were looking around like, Hey, I, you know, this is one, this one's lost. You know, we got to give up. Never,
3: never. And and
1: I'm telling you, look, that, that game is what
3: rivalry games are supposed to be. It doesn't matter what you're ranked, what they're ranked. That all gets thrown out the window when you're in a rivalry game. And it means something more to the fans and the players. And that thing was a nail biter until the end and then past the end into overtime. It was amazing. Let's get to you and your history with TURDU. Let's start with the question we're asking everyone. How much do you hate (laughs) TURDU?
1: How much do? Well, let's see. How much did I and how much do I now? Uh, Has you it know, dissipated? I, I, you know, no. You, you, I, I, I like certain Purdue people. Is that okay? okay. I mean, it's all <laughs> no, right. I mean, no, it's not great. i got a brother-in-law for Purdue, okay? Mm-hmm. You know. choice. We, we know people like that. Yeah, it's, it, hey, who do I want to beat more than anybody? <laughs> that team right there. Right. You know? I mean, it, it, when I played, it was two teams on the schedule for me. It was them and Kentucky. All right, because I'm a Southern Indiana boy, so that one counts, too. And those were the two. All right, you know, if we can win all the rest of them, that'd be great, which we did. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, so that was good, too. But, well, but you know, it's interesting. You're you know, talking about, uh, not to go back to the ladies but so much as to kind of leapfrog into the history at Purdue. Uh, my senior year, of course, this is but back to your point about rivalry senior year we go up there yes Scott breaks his arm in the first half but we're the number 1 team in the nation we're killing people and we walk out of there with a 1 point victory yes that's rivalry i mean i i, I, I tell you you know you're exactly right that's the rivalry and there's going to be some good teams that Purdue brings down to Bloomington could be in a couple nights that the rivalry comes back and they go home with a team that you know preseason, and, and, and not only that, but during this season, number one team, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But that would be so sweet. Just go Ugh. back up north, fellas, and lick those wounds because <laughs> that's going to happen more frequently now.
3: Yes, it's got to.
1: It's got
2: to. Yes. Okay. Now we do think of you, know, of you as a resident. I hate him.
1: I hate him. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, finally, you <laughs> yes. I, I can't handle the truth. <laughs>
3: Just cut out the previous part where he talked about his great brother-in-law. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scrap we, that. No, yeah. that and yes, I remember the one time we got beat up there, and it was—I've told you this before—it was my fault. I still say. I, I, I panicked and I, I said that young coach of ours doesn't know what to do. We're one point down, but I know what to do. <laughs> and, and, I, and this is the true story. And we end up losing by three. You know, we were down by one, and it was time. I thought wrong, but I'll guarantee you this: when I went back there as a senior, I owed that one to that man. I mean, yes. I went in, and yeah, we were undefeated. We were going to win the Big Ten anyway. we we're, we're on. You know, we wanted to go undefeated too, but. I walked into Mackey and I said, "No, no." And then, you know, we hear at halftime that Scott May breaks his arm, and I'm still looking, going, "Still, <laughs> I owe this one to that guy because I blew one two years ago." So, you know, let's let's uh, let's get this one. So anyway, what we what?
2: I was gonna say earlier, we think of you as a a resident historian on IU basketball, going back to your connections with Everett Dean and Branch yeah. McCracken. Could there you, you enlighten us a little bit of the? Maybe the origins of was was the Purdue IU rivalry as heated with Branch McCracken and whatever bum they had come off the street and coached their team back then,
1: well, or, or did it really come into? You know, its, I, I, it's interesting, Ward, that you asked that because I really don't know. I, I just have always assumed, right? You know that right. we just that's what we do, and of course, you know the, the you know those guys had guys like Wooden back in the day and, bum. and yeah, and my my father. Now here's the connection. My father Ray played at Madison High School, Madison, Indiana, for a guy named Ray Eddy, who was the backcourt teammate of Wood John Wooden at Purdue. And right. then after he retired, after he uh, you know retired from uh, coaching high school ball, he went to Purdue and became the Purdue basketball coach. So my my old man had got got cooties from get yourself sprayed you know, down mr eddie is revered in, in the green family so uh, you know that's one purdue guy yeah but but it, no it goes back absolutely but you know it, but they dominated back then i mean they they were they were great nationally you know with wooden and all america those they were kicking some butts so you know it took us a while to to start evening things back up again.
2: Yeah. Isn't that, it was there in like the last five years where they got that big advantage on us over head to head wins. Right.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, and yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. There's no question. And, and let me tell you something, this is, and I think we've talked about it before, whether it's been on a podcast or just, you know, when we get together and chat, but you know, just going back in time about one of the, the feelings I had, you know, just my feeling, but with the last couple of coaches, you know that we have had at IU, not understanding that is a game you got to win. Yes. You got to figure out a way. That's one of the games that will all look the other way. Go ahead and cheat. We're going to win the game, <laughs> right? We're all in on it. Just to cheat for that one, though. You know, because we got a reputation to uphold. But we're going to cheat for that one. And I even remember Coach Knight's first one. You know, because. With Coach, he was an Ohio State grad. Yeah, he knew about the Big Ten. But I, I can tell it, – it, but at the end of that first game, I, and I remember it distinctly in, in Assembly Hall, and, you know, so it's you know, it's the last game of the season. Jimmy Cruz is in as a recruit, you know, so I'm sitting up to this. I'm sitting up in the stands because freshmen can't play. Right. We're watching the last game. IU-Purdue game. No, the, the Assembly Hall's not filled. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> It better be Thursday night, okay? We got the word. I think it's got to be Thursday night. But anyway, so, but, you know, he led up to that game like another game. And afterwards, it was all on. <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, even with n- not all the hysteria, he understood, hey, I, and they won. We won. But it was like, that. that's an important one. You know, from that point on, he did. He, and did he articulate that to you guys going forward when,
3: when it was Purdue time? Because I know Coach was such a, chess player when it came to to that kind of stuff and mental preparation and not letting you guys be unprepared for any game, which really means that you're not more prepared for any game. Like you're just the same amount of prepared, but still it's Purdue. It does matter, right?
1: Did it matter to him? How did that manifest? I think as time went on, he had a more and more veteran team too, you know, with, you know, Quinn and, and Scotty and, and you know Aber and those guys and Laz and myself and uh, you know and Benny coming along later on, but it was kind of an unspoken. You know, this is this is big. Now, coach would make a big deal out of, hey, this is the biggest game in the country tonight if we were playing somebody, and it was, you know. And we started building our reputation my sophomore year. There were, you know, he'd say to one or two, hey, this is the biggest game in the country once or twice. <laughs> Got to say it more in my junior year. and then as senior, <laughs> biggest game in the country, guys. Because you're number one, and whoever's playing you, it's, it's kind of a big game. But some games are bigger than others. But I think the Purdue thing, it was – I can't remember him ever, you know, doing anything more than just making sure we won the game. I, I, I
3: don't. Wasn't there a story that Laz has told us, the ice cream game? Wasn't that the Purdue game? Wasn't there a game well, where, where you thought you were going to get lambasted by yep. Coach and he brought in ice cream sundays in oh, – yeah.
0: Yeah, we was that get,
3: coming off of a
1: purdue game or going into it you know you know here here's your historian having a hey, I COVID, guys. <laughs> I, you know i got some fog and all that kind of stuff but i uh, uh got over it but uh no i you know i don't i, I remember the ice cream though. Yeah. i remember we were going to get our you know our butts chewed and then it was hey let's go in and, and then come back out and here's all this ice cream and it was like Man, these two things do not go together. (laughs) But but it was. But I I didn't know if it was the Purdue game because it was around
3: the Purdue game. By the way, do you know what you scored in that game? Your last game against Purdue, Scott May goes out with a broken arm. First of all, do you know what you averaged per game in uh, like the nine games leading up to that game?
1: Uh, it, it was a dry spell.
3: <laughs> yeah, about seven points per game. In the nine leading up to that, you averaged seven. Then Scott May goes out with injury. You've got an undefeated Big Ten season on the on the table here. What did you score in that Purdue game? Uh,
1: I've heard 29 or 30, somewhere around there.
3: You scored 29 points on 13 of 15 shooting from the field. Wow. I mean – that's not playing a good game. That is just bending someone over and taking it to them. I mean, that is – and to do it against Purdue, I mean, you had to feel like you were on top of the world.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, no, that – I, you know, thinking back to the bad game, I or the bad ending of the game I saw year, I still shot well in that game. And, and, you know, there's certain gems that you just light up and – I knew that was one of them, even from the shoot around the day before. But it was it was it was everything, you know, and and, you know, uh, Scott played the first half. You know, we didn't know about this until halftime. And I've I've seen some snippets on, you know, YouTube or, you know, I don't know. Somebody has put that game uh, on, uh, you know, I guess it was YouTube. But uh, what was interesting was watching the first half of it. And seeing Scott make, you know, Scott was not missing. Mm. It, that was, was interesting. And, and keep this in mind. Now, this is this is old uh, self-deprecating Stevie here. But remember that that year, you know, that seven-game stretch or whatever you are talking about. When I was averaging only seven, I missed the Purdue game at home because mm. of, I had a, a. It wasn't COVID, but it was my COVID at that time. I was out for a while. And I, I had to. And Coach even said it after the Purdue game, he said he had his best week of practice. I knew something was up or something to that effect, but, but get this, we beat Purdue by 25 without me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Kick their butt, you know, and, and coach gave me one of the greatest honors ever. He, he held me, he said, I'm not playing you today, but I want you to dress. And then he, you know when we always we would come out and then go back in and then here comes the team again when everybody's you know hyped and he held me he goes not yet and he sent me out by myself I mean to this day I mean, it's like wow that dude and you know so you know you're a senior by that time and you know how when people are hyped up it's like hey you know there he is and I mean special special but it was from that guy that said no nope, you know I know what's going on here and you know you're gonna get something out of this day and no sit on the bench And then we it by 25.
3: Oh, yeah. That's the stuff that people don't realize. Uh Like, that is just emotional intelligence. That is like giving you something uh, that you'll remember, obviously, forever. Um, And 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 just to give it to you because of what you did for the team, how hard you had worked, how he respected you. He didn't have to do that but it's oh. just going a little step further to give a player something nice. And we've heard this from so many people that the great thing about coach is when he did do something nice for you, when he did give yeah. you the metaphorical pat on the butt or the real pat on the butt. And in this yeah. case, he's giving you the, the metaphorical pat on the butt. It meant something, you sure, know, man. it meant something. And here you are 50 years later talking about,
1: it. Oh, no question. and, Eric, listen to this. You know, you were just asking earlier, did he understand the significance? You know, did he make anything out of the IU Purdue game? I, I, it's hitting me now. It's like, no, he knew this is your senior year and you can't play against those
3: sons of bitches. <laughs> but, sons, sons of bitches. Yeah.
1: I think that, you know, it just hit me like, you know, there, he knew enough about that's when you would, you, 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 he, he's never for that kind of thing anyway, showing anybody over the team. Right. Right. But it was, no, you're a senior, you're not going to play today. And it's Purdue. Hmm. So hang on here a second and get something out. Of it. You know, I, I do think that, you know, wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. But, but, but the other side of that story is, then we go to do to, uh, uh, Mackey and, you know, Scott breaks his arm of course, but I, I always tell the joke. I said, so I go up there and I get to play this time and I score 29 or 30, and we win by one. <laughs> you know, me. So, what was I? I mean, was I? You know, they had the negative and positive of the four. Was I negative fifty something? Or... But hold or, on, hold so on. Like, you, I know, you're, I know, you're you're, you're
3: going to be self-deprecating. I'm going to say, then Scott May is out, and the undefeated season is on the line. And you guys go and play Illinois, Ohio State, and Michigan State. Do you know what you scored in those three games with Scott May out of the lineup? Well, I do was a lot, because <laughs> I was shooting a lot. <laughs> How about 30, 29, and 25 to wrap up the undefeated season and hang a Big Ten banner to, to cap off a pretty amazing season considering, well, considering it was undefeated and your best player is out with injury. Yeah, so yeah. Steve Green rolled at the end of that year i don't care what the plus minus was it was an amazing end to your senior year obviously didn't end the way you wanted it to right. ultimately but let's uh, not forget
2: people who were there people who know i'll say that was the better team
1: well
3: it just well we know we know <laughs> Greeno believes that but he's not gonna say it not gonna
1: say we it. gotta I provide that for sh- him hey. And nobody's listening right now. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it
2: it's true. It's Nobody true. is.
1: <laughs> but but you know something? You know what else that did, by the way, guys? December of my senior year, so December before that, that was, you know, the end of the Big Ten season, February, March. So in December, I got admitted into dental school. And I was like, that's what I wanted to coach, you know, because I you know I was not, in my mind, you know, moving up the, the pro ladder of uh, draft day. Right. And you know, and then you know, and Scott's, you know, having a great year and I you know, I go through that slump of being sick and you know working my way back. But those games, uh, I got a call, you know, all of a sudden it was like, you might want to put the dental school thing on hold here. If if we're gonna be able to do that, that that really did make a big difference for me, you know, that made you a pro you, you, think, you think those last handful of games made you they, a pro they were more televised. We were getting down to, you know, we were staying undefeated. It, we were getting a uh, coast to coast press and there was a lot more to it, a lot more eyes on it. And then, wow. you know, had, a, and I actually had a pretty good Mideast regional too, you know, that year, right. uh, you know, even though we lost against Kentucky, you know, it was, uh, it continued. So uh, yeah, there was, and there were a lot of eyes on that. Well, so, I'm, I'm sitting here looking, out. and with you and
2: Laz both being drafted by the Bulls that year, and then, of course, Scott was the next year, back in the day, what, was it a lot uh, easier for um, a team, an NBA team, I'm assuming, to just watch more of you play because you're in the same geographic neighborhood? Yeah. It's not like... It, it- yeah. Right, like the Lakers couldn't have been watching what you were doing. Yeah, there's no
1: ESPN. The you're, you're exactly right. That you know, it, it affected so many things, it affected recruiting and you know, because we all know now that with a kid in California can watch Indiana play, then hey, I want to go there. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't have a, a lot of that, so it was a lot of regional and it's interesting the, the ABA was still in existence, and that's who I ultimately signed with, and and the general manager of the ABA team that drafted me, the Utah Stars. Had an Indiana connection. His dad was the athletic director. You know, it was Bill Orwick Jr. Wow! Right. So back to your point. Yeah, they people have seen it, but it was almost like, well, if we were high on him, you know, he went through a slump and it didn't look. And then, whoa, hey, that's what we want you to do is shoot. We, we weren't worried about your rebounding or your defense. You know, we knew that, but uh, when you stop shooting so good, well, we don't, don't have much interest now. They do so. All right, also, way, Wait, real we, quick,
3: Ward, just sure. a quick stat. Yeah. You said you had a pretty good regional final against Oregon. You scored 34 points. I mean, you're averaging from the Purdue game on, you averaged 30 points a game to end, like, your yeah. la- your college career. That's not I – mean, that uh, is the stuff
1: of legend. That's what that I is. I swear, on the team bus after that 34-point game, uh, Quinn pulls me down and goes – Damn! If you could rebound, you'd be a bitch. That <laughs> <laughs> was the best compliment he could it's like. <laughs> you got that. <laughs>
3: That's great. That, that is
1: before.
3: great. <laughs> great. Uh so good man, oh, word. Sorry about that. I
1: swear. Right, right after the game, you know, I'm 34. Because God, it's you know, so, so leveled me up. But also, yeah, I feel good about that.
2: <laughs> the backhanded compliment from from yeah. the team. The team leader there. Let's That's let's right. get back to the the team we all hate, Purdue. All right. Which player on Purdue did you hate the most?
1: Oh gosh, I can't say Frank Kendrick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just did that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Played at Arsenal Tech. He's one year ahead of me. Frank always thought he was way better than he was. He yeah. actually ended up playing. He, he got drafted, I think, second round or third. Golden State Warriors when they won it in 75, you know, oh. so his rookie year. And so, you know, we see that all the time, Yeah, <laughs> but he's not, he's not listening to this. It, it don't, no. <laughs> although, yeah, although he did have an Indiana connection for a while afterward, he, he kind of, he was working Tom Crean a little bit, I think, to work some of his camps. and. Oh, really? And gosh, I'm really bad-mouthing Frank. So Frank, hey, look. <laughs> You know I mean it. So <laughs> I, I know.
3: I can tell. I can tell, like, you're joking and jovial about it, but you still don't like him, and no, I and love he, that.
1: We competed, you know, and he was a year older, and it was just – that was the guy. He, he guarded me. I guarded him, you know, all of that kind of stuff because a couple of guys on the team were, were buddy. I mean, eventually became good friends. John Garrett was the 6'11 center for Oh, yeah. That's a
2: Peru a guy right there. Yeah, Peru,
1: the Peru guy. And then uh, Jerry Nichols from Greenwood and they went to purdue and you know we were on the all-star team together got to be buddies but Frank was just you know he's from Indianapolis and he just you know he you know uh he thought he he ruled Indianapolis and I knew guys that said no he didn't know and you know it was just one of those things IU Purdue thing but yeah that's probably the one right there I, I, I love that I Co- love yeah it. Colin but, Hartman yeah.
2: we just talked to Colin Hartman and he said, uh, Tom Crean said something to them that, hey, Purdue's coming in here and they're really going to be coming after you, and the reason they're going to be coming after you is because they all wish that they were here, that they'd gotten the scholarship to Bloomington, that they were wearing the candy stripes. Did you feel, even even before you, know, you, you strung to the, I guess, well, you started with one undefeated Big Ten championship followed yeah. by another, Th- that really kicked off what Purdue has felt ever since, certainly, as the yeah. inferior program. Did it, you feel probably, even at that time that Purdue had a chip on its shoulder and that IU was clearly the superior place to be playing basketball and being a
1: student? Uh, not as much as I felt it as an alum when Coach Katie was there. I mean, he used that, and Matt's doing the same thing. And I, I God, love them because they're both good guys. I like them both, and. And very honestly, though, it's always about the underdog, right? We're the underdog, even when like, wait a minute, you're not the underdog. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. yeah, where they hate us, they hate us up here. Don't. so we, we, did, I didn't think that we had that then. I, because remember, I'm young and uh, old enough now, but I was young at that time. To uh, it was my formative years. I was watching Rick Mount play at Purdue, right? You know? and, hey, the rocket. When well, you're from Indiana, and there's somebody shooting. Hey, that's great. And but I'm old, you're but I'm and- always. It and was I was going to bad. say,
3: and your 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 end of middle school into high school years were the Lou Watson years, which yeah. were not good years at Indiana. Exactly.
1: Yeah, there was really a dry spot there. That, But I still had this, personally, this desire, because, you know, I go back even further, the fans, you know, and, and every IU-Purdue game, I don't get – I remember I would listen on the radio, and even when Mount was playing, especially when Mount was playing, because, you know, I'd hear oh, – hey, Mount has 28 now, you know, and all this, but we would hang in there. And I just, come on guys, you know, don't, and Purdue would win. I went up my recruiting trip. The only recruiting trip I went to IU on that wasn't uh, with coach Knight there because Lou Watson was still there. So it was the IU Purdue game in the old, old, you know, the field house house now. Yeah. And, uh, and George McGinnis was a sophomore. Steve Downing was a sophomore. And I sat there, you know, and I go, Hey, who am I rooting for? Hell, yes, IU. I didn't need to be here to root for IU. And Purdue beat mm. With You know, I'm sitting there going, you can't do that. That's George McGillis <laughs> over there. You can't do that. We're, we're better than you. And it, So even back then, I was like, wait a minute. This doesn't square up. So, and after a while, it's become that way, though, I, I think a little bit. And they use that to their, their advantage.
3: Well, listen, it's always a treat when we get to talk to you. I just want people, people need to YouTube old Indiana games, and that's 74, 75 season and before, to watch how good of a player you were. Because I have done this. I've spent countless hours. You could shoot the ball. You could score the ball. It was so pretty to watch. You won a Big Ten championship every year you played at Indiana. I mean, think about that. We're talking about just wanting to finish in the top six, and you won a
1: title I, every year. We, I take we just we got to get that bite of that apple back. It, it, you know, we didn't say anything about Woody, except I'm telling you this. There you go, everybody. There's there, this is IU Purdue of 75. We beat him by 25. <laughs> right? But Woody knows this guy, okay? Yes. That's the best. Woody knows that guy, and Woody knows IU Purdue. That, that's, that was my point about the previous guys. I never got around to Woody. He was like, I got this, guys. Yes. I got that game, okay? And and he even he went on record after the Nebraska game. I said, we can't lose at home. I don't care who it is. Mm. Whoa, man, I'm telling
3: you. I know, you, you get the goosebumps.
1: It, it, uh, will you it, be it, there? Will you
3: be there Thursday night?
1: Yes, indeed. And
3: give us a prediction, even though I know what you're going to say. But give us a prediction.
1: Watch out. <laughs> Come on, man. It's going to. No, just no, no. Know, you can't. I, you're I, Mr. Straight not, Talker. I, I just don't know how how many points I use going to beat them. I just can't. I, you it's know, like, it's,
2: are you debating between double digits and triple you know, digits? I don't,
1: I don't want one of those. I want it nine. You know, so I, I want, hey. I went TJD, obviously, you know, put those pieces together, saw some things the other night at Nebraska, Mr. Geronimo. huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. Maybe. So I don't know, guys. I don't know.
3: Oh, you know, we're going to win and you're saying it.
1: I'm saying it. I just don't know. It's one or nine points. (laughs) Uh, If I can, before we wrap up here and thank you
3: so much again, it's late where you are and we appreciate you doing this. But as a dentist and a, a professional dentist for many years, has there ever been a time where a patient came in and you knew they went to Purdue, and you may have drilled a little deeper than you thought that you would have otherwise?
1: Gosh, E.P. Just, of course. <laughs> just I was, let us the I gas thought you were a ask little me bit. I not use anesthetic, and I'd say, of course, I did use anesthetic. <laughs> What do, you, what do you think for a soft, heart, gee, what Christmas. <laughs> I, I didn't I come love hard it. enough at the start of the show with, I hate Purdue, I'm sorry, guys, I'm sorry. No, no, you did, you earned your way back.
3: There it is. Right. Grino. we love you, you're the man. Hey, uh, we'll welcome. look for you on TV on Thursday night, buddy.
1: Good
2: night. Let's do it. Purdue is the worst. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, one of our all-time favorite people, one of our all-time favorite guests, and nobody... I promise you nobody has done this show from a more exotic location than this gentleman. Eric, Do we? who do we have here?
3: I mean, just one of the greatest Hoosier fans of all time. The greatest Hoosier movie maker of all time. Hands down. The greatest sports movie ever made. Hoosiers, the writer and producer, ah. creator. I mean, and honestly, more people have come to me and sent me messages about, you gotta get this guy back on. We need more stories. We need more Nicholson stories. We need more Burt Reynolds stories. We need more, how much was Barbara Hershey, a giant bee stories. We need more and more and more. We are so happy that this gentleman joined us tonight, especially when you hear where he is. Please welcome Angelo
5: Pizzo. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Where are you? Um, I'm in Belize right now. And, uh <laughs> excuse me i am uh, in the yeah it was a seven day trip uh, we're staying at the uh, francis ford coppola uh, family resorts um they have they have uh we spent three days in, in his mountain resort uh in the middle of belize and then we're on the beach now in turtle bay i mean it's not turtle bay the place is called turtle inn it's 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 a stunningly beautiful country it really is and do they really? just fry right.
2: you with wine the entire time his There's own- a lot
5: of wine here and <laughs> yeah. the food is incredible everything is they 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 grow and and make everything out of their organic garden uh, at both places yeah it's it's unique it's special and uh i would recommend it
2: to anybody Wait and then one last question do they end up do you end up staying there like two three four five times longer than you ever thought you would and you go way over your budget and your wife starts doing a documentary about how you're losing your mind
5: (laughs) ward is going let me let me let me make let me make the segue that we want to go to i scheduled this vacation around the purdue game Yes. so i'm going back to make sure that i go to that game on thursday
3: I mean, that is what blows me away. I reached out to Angelo and he said to me, listen, I'm in Belize. Now, usually when somebody would say to us, I'm in Belize, that would be the end of the conversation. But of course, I kept pushing. I'm like, wow, I really love. And then oh no, I should say then Angelo says it's our last night because we have to be back yes i scheduled this trip around the purdue game and that was when i realized well i've just got to push to do this in belize because no one can speak to this rivalry and what it means to us fans more than you because you've lived it your entire life so let's go back when do you remember starting to hate purdue
5: well i think i shared this in one of our earlier conversations but i have a a really vivid memory of um, the the rivalry early on because I would go to basketball and football games where the stadiums are only three or four blocks from my home mm-hmm. very early. And I knew that the Purdue game, it was always more intense. It was always louder. Um, the, the emotions always ran higher. Um, and the way in which I have a weird memory, it's not about any of the games that happened, but uh, my parents would Uh, rent a summer home in Michigan City or Beverly Shores outside of Michigan City. And in order to get there, we would have to drive through West Lafayette. Mm. And I remember when we were kids, I mean, eight, nine, 10 years old, and screaming out the car at people uh, as we were going through the town, we hate Purdue. We (laughs) hate (laughs) Purdue. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> phenomenal phenomenal yeah of that's how
1: far
3: memories. back it goes <laughs> it's it is remarkable do you remember mm-hmm. um well no, let me i'm not even going to ask you about specific let me, right let me now. It, it, it,
5: there there's a there's something else here that i have to oh. i have to say i have an automatic response when somebody says they went to purdue and uh, it, it's like uh, it's unconscious i don't even think about it i always say i'm sorry and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is I ran into somebody who's staying here who I was wearing the Indiana hat. He said, Oh, I, you know, I'm a lawyer in Chicago and I went to Purdue and I said, I'm sorry. He said, well, what, what, oh, Indiana. I said, yeah, I not only live in, I not, not only do I have an Indiana hat, I live in Bloomington. He said, oh, that explains it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, Angela, are you like me where if you meet somebody in your professional life, now you don't meet too many of them from that school, but no, you don't. No, but if you do or run across somebody, this is real for me. I immediately think they are less than. I do. I think that they must not be very good at what they do if they say they went to that school. And I unless, live they're, by en- that.
5: unless they're engineers. OK, let's let's give them that, you know, but Fine, we'll give them of, that. I don't want you... I don't I don't really enjoy hanging out with engineers that much. So right. it really uh, I get what you mean. Uh, but I, I do have uh, you're right. I have a slight bias immediately. It comes yeah. right away. Yeah, it does. I've, <laughs> I've got to say,
2: I don't recall running into anybody in the entertainment industry. Who said they worked at Purdue. The only one was when I was scouting out a location for an IU watch party and the server, this is like a month ago, said, oh, I went to Purdue. Like he was like, oh, this is fun. You're going to have like, you know, a sports screening party here I could be a part of. I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to want to be involved with this. It's for IU. And and like somehow you could tell that he thought this was going to be his moment to be a part of the fun that we all had down in Bloomington, that he could uh, redeem himself. But I'm like, no, no, that's not it's not for you. Right. Right. So,
3: Angelo, how hard has it been for you as a fan? This streak that we are on of losing to this horseshit school.
5: Uh, It's been beyond painful. I mean, it, it is one of the. The, the metaphorical burrs under my saddle when it comes to sports. I I, I just I still have nightmares about Matt Harms going up and t- putting that tip in back in a yes. game instead of one, and that was the game in which it got real chippy. I think Matt got involved in with uh, was it Daron Davis? They got in a scuffle or something, and the 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 amount of vitriol that was in that room in that in Assembly Hall was raised to a level where. I think just the the sheer hatred of Purdue is going to lift us to the wind. And yet that last second tip in, it was like, it was like a shiv to the gut. Yes. It's still, it's still, I still have nightmares about it.
0: So agree? Yes,
5: I mean, that to me represents this past horrible streak. And um, I mean, listen, I I'm I'm always bullish and always hopeful. It's going to be a tough game Thursday night, a really tough game. I'm I'm very very hopeful, and and I know Assembly Hall is magic, and and I know that the players want it, and I know Woody wants it really badly, but you know when it comes down to it, it's still the players on the floor, and they've got a real ta- really talented bunch of players.
0: <laughs> I,
2: I know I, I cannot stomach watching Purdue ever, uh, but particularly when they're playing well and they have a good team. Do you know enough about them, or just based on what you've seen from our team, what what do you think we actually have to do besides want it more to come away with a victory over this team?
5: Well, I think that, I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a basketball analyst, but I, I can I can tell you where I my gut feel. I think that I think that Rob or X has to do a really great job. On on uh, on their on Jaden Ivey, I think that's that's critical. But probably more important is to not let um, Travion or, or Zach Eady post up in positions where they can just turn and score as easily as they do. So I mean, a lot is going to rest on Trace and Race to really root those guys out of that their favorite positions down low. They got to figure out how to make those guys uncomfortable and get them out of their rhythm. Because when either one gets in a rhythm, they're really, really hard to stop. Because they're both excellent passers too. I out know. Of the I, I gotta say
3: on the Ivy thing, which it just k- kills me that we didn't recruit him. I mean, it we just didn't it go, kills. No,
5: no, we didn't even make an effort to recruit.
3: No, it it drives me out of my mind. No. Um, but I I know Woody loves his starting lineup, and he's like remains loyal to it. But to me, like X and Rob can't guard. That's not who's going to guard him. He's too big for them. You know, he's six, six. And yeah. as good as Rob can play on defense, the guy can just rise up over him and not going to be bothered by him. Yeah. I think this is a game where Trey Galloway could, I mean, Trey Galloway could guard him better than Miller copper or Parker Stewart. Could well, Could there's,
0: no
5: qu- there's no question about it. I mean, you're, you're, you make a very good point about his height um, and uh, Parker uh, and Miller uh will not be able to guard him at all. He'll go, he'll he'll go around them in a heartbeat. You you don't Uh,
3: want him to get off strong. Like I do wonder, is this a a rhythm player too? He's a rhythm player too. He is. And is this a game where you put Trey in the starting lineup? And the other thing about Trey is like, he's annoying, you know, like he's annoying in a good way for yeah, us. that's and right just go annoy the hell out of him like that's your job because jaden is ivy's an emotional player too yeah, which yeah. is part of what you were saying he's a rhythm like a streaky player right we got to get into him because trace is going to have a if they have trace guard Edie, trace can't prevent Edie from getting the ball down
5: low i mean he can try to play, but well it's 69. all about it i think there are ways in which to do that I think doubling ED is a, is a problem or Travion because they're such good passers such good passers. And, and they, and they have good three point shooters. So that's a problem. I, you know, I, I mean, I'm, again, I'm not a basketball analyst or coach. I, I don't, we can all play one, one this on podcast and, though. And, and, and I'm also, I, I don't know what happened in those games that Purdue lost, like Rutgers are almost lost against North Carolina state. I'd be interested to see what, what, what worked there. Um, but, uh, no i'm i'm hopeful i i want to change the subject just about one thing because it occurred to me that um this was the first time in a long time that i've not that i've actually missed two indiana games Mm. but i was able to stream the radio okay and don fisher yes and i all and i and i and i realized it was the first time i'd listened to don fisher without watching you know because i i married the image with him rather than the broadcasters normally and this is my Don Fisher appreciation thread here. Okay. How phenomenal a broadcaster he is. Mm. And and in every possible way. He creates a picture. He it he has such passion. I mean, yes, he is a homer, but in not not the way in which he's it's all good. I mean, if, if uh, an Indiana player will make a mistake, it's like he'll say. Oh, so and so is wide open in the corner. He gets the ball. Oh, it goes off his foot. You know, it's like he <laughs> it, it, it just feels crushed, personally hurt. That it is true. His the way he
3: the way he portrays disappointment. Yes, is like true. when your father. Would it's tell right. you that he yeah. is disappointed in something you right. did, and right. it is crippling. It is crushing when he right. does. I know exactly the tone you are talking about. It's just, it's just right with disappointment of the play that just happened.
5: And I have to tell you, the way in which he watches the game is probably the way in which I would watch the game. Like Nebraska, it felt like he thought that we were lose at any time. The you know, the, the, especially when Trace went out, that mm-hmm. somehow you know, the, the ship was going to start to sink. And then yeah. when they, all the turnovers began, he said, oh, the turnover bug is, well, you know, he kept on talking about the point the, the point spread and the score. It was like, he was so concerned and so worried that we were going to just get into this turnover <laughs> one thing after another. But it was like, he's a mate. And by the way, let's also, uh, a, a shout out for, uh, you know, Eric Seur. He's, he yeah. really, he's a great counterpart because he's, he cares, but he's not a homer and quite he doesn't have the quite the same emotion, emotional pitch. I think if if you if you paired a color analyst that had the same emotional pitch, of Don Fisher, it'd be out of control. These yeah. guys are <laughs> going nuts. They would so, just be two people crying. Yes, it together. would be.
0: So actually, Eric
5: brings him down somewhat, you know, yeah. and is it much more analytical and uh, kind of logical and rational? So well, I nice. just wanted to—I wanted to share that. To, hey, that, uh, anytime dad, we can talk about fish,
2: love it. Yeah. With with all the games you've listened to, you've watched, you've attended, is there a Purdue victory? That is us beating Purdue. Obviously, not Purdue being victorious. <laughs> a Hoosier victory over Purdue that stands above the rest.
5: You know, this is this is a. a, a, a a kind of a sad uh, commentary on me i only remember the defeats they could be you know it's like someone once said about uh you know i think it was a, a Truman Capote or, or Tennessee Williams uh, after they had a great success and he said uh, <clears throat> um, you know wasn't that great wasn't that the most exciting thing in the world and he said yeah for about as long as a sneeze is you don't remember <laughs> weirdly enough you don't remember the, but you remember the bitter defeats and the disappointments mm-hmm. and uh, they they unfortunately stay with you longer than you know the happy times i do remember um another kind of a i i, I can't actually remember who won the game for some strange reason Isaiah Thomas had two, they, really two games with uh, Purdue in Indiana in 80 and 81. They won one and lost one, but it was like Isaiah really got the sense of how important Purdue was. He was from Chicago, and he had no clue until they, they wanted they wanted to take him down, I think, in mm. in both cases. And uh, they ended up winning one and losing. I think he lost in 80 or won the 81, but I, I don't remember quite what it was. No, I think they lost in 81 because – they end up winning the national championship. And that was one of the ironies right. that they, you know, produce say, well, we beat the national champion. And of course the counterpart is, where's your national championship? Exactly.
3: <laughs> I, it's funny. I'm with you on the specific. I remember a lot of wins that we have like they ended in dramatic fashion or something like
5: that, you know. Well, the Kentucky game is the single of greatest. Yeah, the Kentucky,
3: yeah, right. I remember the Michigan game to win the Big 10 championship with Crean and Cody. I remember that on the road. Yeah, the Kirk Haston. Uh, yeah, Kirk hasten, mm-hmm, Michigan okay. State. I remember the Temple game last second shot. I remember many of the Jay Edwards last second shots, Michigan being one of them. Steve Alford game against Michigan. The th- my like most fond memory of Indiana versus Purdue is when Crean got it cooking, his, you know, in it with that that team with Vic and and then and then ran it a little bit for the few years with Yogi. When we went from losing to Purdue all the time when they had Robbie Hummel and Atoine Moore and all those guys, and then we just destroyed them with Crean's teams. Like, yeah. and we won several in a row and beat them by like 30 at Purdue. I remember being so satisfied with that turnaround. That's how it made me feel like everything is right with the world. Yeah, Everything is right with the world. It's true. We, We were losing to them, and now we have taken our rightful place back on top of the throne in the state of Indiana, and they will never beat us again. (laughs)
5: yeah well and that was short-lived the 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 truth is that those there was a talent disparity uh between Indiana Purdue then Indiana just had too many good players and Purdue went through kind of a swampy time I think that was almost when Matt left to go to Missouri it is right around that time yeah it was he was struggling they were struggling to get really uh top players um and then I mean things came together, he, Matt always tended to get one or two really good players that he developed into becoming great players. So he was ne- he's never been a big five-star guy, but he's been right. able to develop four-star players to become five-star players to end up playing the pros.
3: But but also, and Ward, I think, has made this point before because Ward hates it when I say anything nice about Matt Painter. Yeah, he's uh, got I, a
2: total man crush on pork. I, stuff, I, re- I, I respect
3: what he has done there. I do, but I hate it. And I oh. hate
2: him.
5: Get a room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Eric. I, I mean, uh, or I, I, I tend to lean toward uh, Eric's uh, point of view and because I've met Matt and I've talked to him and, and, uh, I know how much he wanted to come to Indiana. I know yes. much loved Indiana and he was part of the night where he kind of lived in nights nights house for, uh, you know, and he's a really, he's actually a really good guy. He he is. And nice. uh Guys. And, and I really like the way I really like the way he played.
0: Now yeah, I, I, there's
5: nothing about him like when he's on the other side, uh, in the on the but, other but, sideline. But here is what I do want to say about
3: him and his success at Purdue. Look, Gene Katie never won a national championship. Okay. We know that. Of course not. Gene Katie had success against Indiana. I mean, I think Gene Katie beat Bob Knight more than Bob Knight beat Gene Katie. But gene katie was a really good coach and his purdue teams were good the same years indiana was good like, correct that was good yeah matt painter has benefited largely from indiana being bad That's it true. was those early cream years and coming out of davis painter right. was able to take advantage then when cream got it cooking purdue was not good and then right. when cream fell apart and archie struggled Matt Painter was able to establish himself again. I'm not saying it's a zero-sum game between Indiana and Purdue, but there certainly is a talent drain that that goes away from West Lafayette and the water flows to Indiana and Bloomington when Indiana is rolling. And I think it remains to be seen, can Matt Painter continue to be as good as he has been if Indiana is as good as it can be? I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know.
5: I, I don't know either. And I, and I'm, and, and, and as I said, I think Matt's really a good coach and I think he really develops his players, but I will say this is their year. If they don't win, if they don't do well this year, I don't think he's got a lot of guys who are leaving. I mean, his top three or four players are all gone. Um, and they're, they're the heart and soul of his team. And the guys on the bench are not going to be, I don't think they're going to be winning national championship with the Trey Ren Kaufman or what, what, what and Trader and, uh, Kaufman, yeah, Trader Kaufman Kaufman. And, right. And, and um, uh, who's left? I mean, basically, they're all leaving, right? Sasha's leaving, um, Edie's leaving, uh, Ivy, Ivy's, Ivy's leaving, gone. and, and Travion's leaving. That's the four best players on their team, and they don't have a, guy, a lot of guys in the wing. And I'm, I look at their recruits and I'm thinking, I don't get it, I don't see that they got really great players coming in. They're, they're going to fill those holes.
3: They have so shooters.
5: I think it's going to be Indiana's time uh, starting next year because but Indiana's why, really
3: pretty well. That's why this game Thursday
5: is so, be so, sweet. Be beat, so sweet, Wouldn't it be so sweet to beat them, them at their this, very best? Yes. They know that they're never going to have this talent edge like they do now. And right. yes. And, and of course, you know, to beat them in, in West Lafayette is going to be near impossible. So this is our shot and Thursday. And I really believe we definitely can win. And and I think we are going to win. Well, we we're definitely counting on you
2: to be the, the sixth man along with the rest of the crowd. Is, I will we, be there. We would be, except we we know if we go back, that'll mean they're deaf. We're going <laughs> to definitely
5: lose. Yeah, that's right. You guys are the negative jinx, aren't We're you? We're the coolers. We're the coolers. Yeah. We're the IU coolers.
2: <laughs> we couldn't do that to you and the rest of Hoosier Nation. Thank you. Thank you for staying away. I appreciate We're
3: it. sacrificing. <laughs> By the way, Ward, are we going to watch it together?
2: Oh uh, yeah. I I don't think that no harm can come from that, right? No. We might kill make each it other. Don't let it harm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, 1A,
3: Angelo. 1A. 1A. You are one of our favorite people in the world. You are in Belize. Your last night in Belize. By the way, where is your lovely girlfriend right now?
5: She's in the uh, the other room. We're we, we're staying in a in a, a six room cabana, so uh, it, there's plenty of space around here. Unbelievable.
3: <laughs> we'll go enjoy your last night. But this is what the Purdue rivalry means. It means yeah. Angelo Pizzo gets on our show in Belize and plans his vacation around the game to make sure. That no matter what, he's in Bloomington, and, and I ordered I, and
5: I ordered room service rather than go out to eat to, to be mean, with you guys. I mean, All what right? in the world? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Someone
1: a tough life, but like poor
5: decision making.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Angela, we love you, man.
5: All right, thanks a lot, guys. <laughs>
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is usually the part where I throw it over to Eric to introduce our guest, but it's just me right now. So I will let you know that this gentleman is not only one of our our favorite guests, he's one of our favorite people and one of our favorite players of all time for many, many reasons, including going all the way to the national championship game, but really just as importantly, for going undefeated against the purdue boilermakers (laughs) give it up for jared jeffries (laughs) what's up man what's up how you doing buddy i'm good i'm good thank you for doing this it's purdue week and we needed to hear well let's start with how much you hate purdue how much do you hate purdue
0: I hate Purdue. My family's even worse. My dad. Um, what's funny is I was with the um, Indiana legend in his own right. His name is uh, Robert Chepik. He's the CEO of Disney. At the Rams game last night. Big so, Bob. Yeah. So me and Bob. So, so me and Bob were talking about how much we hate Purdue. When I was being recruited by schools, my dad said, "You can't go to Kentucky." You can't get, you can't even answer the phone if Purdue calls. <laughs> he was like, I'm not gonna move my house if you leave Bloomington and go to any one of those schools. So he was like, so as long as those two, those two schools are out, you're fine, go anywhere you wanna go.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, that is called raising your children the right way. <laughs> <laughs> Good for your dad, because that I was going to lead me to to my next question of you know when and how did you come to hate Purdue? But that was like along with like learning to walk and learning to talk for you.
0: Yeah, no, I mean my mom, uh, best lady in the world, Cecilia Jeffries, it, you know was a bigger IU fan than anybody I'd ever seen, mm-hmm. and I mean she hated Purdue. I mean <laughs> it was like she'd watched those games, she hated the colors. I mean. Everything, even, I remember when I was started playing AAU basketball, they would have a, like, a big tournament up there in West Lafayette. <clears throat> and, and she'd be like, look how ugly this campus is. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> and it is though, it's like a oh. depressing campus. There's nothing in West Lafayette. Like, I mean, anybody that goes there and then goes to IU, like, they gotta be like, all right, I get it. Like, IU's like a majestic campus, it's beautiful. It's laid out the right way, it has a college town atmosphere to it. Even the Purdue students, they drive down to Bloomington to go to come hang out. They they on like the long weekends, they drive to Bloomington to come party down there because their campus sucks over.
2: Yeah, that's fine as long as they take a good hot shower before they come down because we don't want any of that stink on us. Did you ever? Did you ever? Because you know we know you like to have a good time. Did you yeah. ever once even accidentally? party in west lafayette just to see what the difference was or never touch it
0: never never touched it man listen (laughs) i was lucky enough to grow up in one of the greatest college towns in the world amen why would i why would i ever drive to a secondary city to go to the secondary party town (laughs) give me bloomington all day
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh man i love it you know there was a rumor going around uh, earlier uh, in the year that paradise city had actually been written about bloomington had you heard this Yes, I have. Uh, and, you know, okay, so maybe we heard that it, th- th- where we thought the confirmation of that came from, from Axel, was not true. But uh, ever since I heard it, I refuse to believe anything but that. That Axel wrote that about leaving West Lafayette,
0: leaving Lafayette, and partying in Bloomington. I mean, listen, that's what I'm going to say. I mean, I'm going to tell my kids that. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep the rumor going. <laughs> okay, I
2: got to ask. Have you ever, yeah. the two biggest... Rock stars out of Indiana, John Mellencamp, Axel Rose. Yeah. Have you partied yeah. with either of them?
0: Um, Axel, yes, but then I've known John and his father forever. I actually hung out with Axel a bunch in New York uh, when I was when I was there. Yeah, he has he has a crazy place in New York that I've been to a couple times with them. Well, the that is
2: was it was it what I wanted to have been partying with Axl Rose, hanging out. No, with No, not at all. Not no.
0: I'll tell you. I'll tell you offline. But it was it was not fun. It was not fun at all. I was like, "It's gonna be great." It was very benign. Like it was okay. very very low key. It wasn't. Like he doesn't like to leave his house. Like he's like a he's a he's, he's like an introvert. He's like a very seclusive person. Okay. So not okay. a whole lot goes on.
2: Just tell me this. He's not a Purdue fan, is he? No. no, no okay. No. Okay. Good. No. good. 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 Yeah. All right. Um. So moving on to to your time whipping on Purdue Let, let's just say for the record not only did you go undefeated against Purdue they didn't even get within single digits of one of your teams
0: no 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 we, I mean we took that we took that game personal um you know it was some down years and there were a bunch of um you know there were a bunch of guys they had on their team that were from Indiana you know a bunch of us you know, myself, um, Coverdale, Odle, I think who else. Maybe Tay pack Um, but like there were a lot of us that were from Indiana. So like it, it it was, man. It was it was a big rivalry and our parents put a lot of pressure on us. We probably couldn't have come to Thanksgiving dinner, we would have lost. But Christmas dinner would have been canceled if we were to Purdue. <laughs> it
2: takes a whole family. It takes a village.
0: <laughs> it takes a village.
2: <laughs> so um I would think this would only maybe add to that that you you came up with some of these boilers who all probably wish that they had been invited to come play down in Bloomington. This is something Colin Hartman said, that Crean would tell them, like, they they want to beat you guys so bad because they didn't get the invite. They didn't get to wear candy stripes. Yeah. Um, wh- who who was the guy you hated the most on Purdue when you were playing against them? You just couldn't stand the guy's face.
0: Uh, I shouldn't say, say I hated him, but we grew up together. Uh, Brett Busher. Like, me and him, are like kind of had rivalries in AAU and high school kind of going into it. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, didn't hate the guy at all, but, I mean, I loved playing against him. Like, it was, you know, it was fun. He was big, athletic, man, a pretty good player there at Purdue. But my hatred for Purdue has gotten worse because I've become really good friends with Brad Miller. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, the fact that we can't buy a win against Purdue I mean, eats me a lot because we have a running bet. So I not only do I lose money every single time, he posts on social media and the rule is I have to repost whatever he posts. Oh, is that like one per loss? No, I just, I mean, I don't know. We kind of play it by ear. Like, yeah. And I mean, listen, uh, you got to give Painter a lot of credit for what he's built up there though. Like, I don't like, I uh, I mean, I don't either, but God dang. Like, like, the rest of the world has gone there all playing small ball and, like, you know, no centers and doing this. He's been consistent. He has bigs every single year. And he has bigs. They still post up. They still have the back-to-the-basket game. They still do high lows, but they still in the paint. Like, you know, they have a system and they have a type of player that they recruit and they go after, and it works, man.
2: It does, unfortunately, much to all of our dismay. But we are going to win on Thursday. You can
0: stick <clears> with <throat> me on that. You're 100%. Right. Yeah, listen, and I mean, that's the great part about the, like a rivalry game. Like they're going to walk into a buzzsaw. Like they should, I mean, they should come into that game. They should come into assembly hall and this should be so loud in that place. Like, you know, you walk in, you should have a 12-point advantage as soon as you walk in the door.
2: So the crowd has to do their part. For yes. all of you listening out there, get loud. Anybody yep. you know who's going, tell them to get loud. Do your part. Six. Get
0: three. there. Get there early. Get there as soon as the doors open, fill the stadium up early. Cause I'll say this. The, I was just talking to um uh NBA executive, like a general manager. Even still, Assembly Hall, Rep Arena, Allen Fieldhouse, Cameron, um, Dean, uh North Carolina, the Dean Dome, that's about it, man. Like, you go around, like, you go around the iconic college facilities. Let me tell you something, buddy. When you're a player and you're right out there on that court and that fight song cues up, I mean, it's special. I mean, it, I mean, it's big time. And I think that, you know, the fans getting there early, being loud and, like, kind of carrying the energy would be huge for that game.
2: What was it like for you uh, walking around campus, even uh,
0: during practice leading up to the <clears throat> I mean – I'm not gonna lie to you. I didn't walk. I didn't walk on campus a whole lot. I wasn't a big walker. I'm Not gonna <laughs> lie. I was. I, didn't, I I was. I was a ride. I was a ride person to drop me off right in front, or I would, or I would park right in front and get a ticket. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was. I just was not a big walker. It's a big campus. Huge campus. It is, it, it, is. it is. You
2: got your exercise on the court. I respect. Yeah. That.
0: Exactly. Like yeah. Like it'd be scenario. You know, you be being the Memorial Union, and they'd be like, "Oh, you got class, you know, in the health department, or whatever." Like it might not seem that far, but it's like a mile across campus. Like you're just trucking it. I'd be like, mm. <laughs> "Not today, fellas. we just gonna drive over there and just park." Um, no, nah, it was it was big time, man. And the the more important thing, man, is after you win a game like this, like after they beat the number four team in the country on, on a Thursday on that Friday, but you can walk on water in Bloomington. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you you walk around campus, you walk around town, and the whole town rallies right behind you. It's it's cool. Uh
2: now. As we both agree, this will be a victory for the Hoosiers. They yep. will experience the, the love and the accolades from the Bloomington faithful afterwards. But what what does Coach Woodson and his staff need to do? What do these players need to do to to execute and achieve this victory of which we
0: are so certain? I mean, I think they gotta make shots. I think that um they gotta play I think they gotta play fast. Um and try to space the court because a lot of times they play two bigs and, uh, and, you know, most teams don't anymore. Most teams play one. Indiana has an ability with race, but if they can play small ball and kind of limit what Purdue does and make Purdue play their game, obviously you got to knock down shots. But if you can pull those bigs away from the basket and now you have driving lanes, their defense is so good because they have two two bigs at the rim and then their defensive rebounding numbers are really good and then they get the ball, they push. And they have a secondary break system, but if they can get out and early, and you know get out get a high pace game, make some threes, you know play small ball, play four around one with Trace being in the middle. Now it's a big advantage to them.
2: So I'm assuming you don't want Race in there in this lineup. So who are the other four you'd like to see optimally? You know, if not starting, at least getting the most the most run together.
0: I mean, I think you got to go Johnson Cup. Stewart, and like, you got to find one more shooter. I-, I don't care what size he is either, <clears throat> but just a guy that will shoot the ball. Like, you can do Geronimo. Like. G-
2: Geronimo's interesting, right, because he's still sort of figuring out where to be on defense, but this this pull-up jumper game he's been showing and just his athleticism where that he could potentially guard a four up to yeah. a two.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he hasn't played well so far, but, I mean, he looked good in the preseason games they had down in the Bahamas. Like if the Bates kid can pull it together, like he's an athletic kid that rebounds well. And then that way you don't let Purdue play both all their bigs. And like, and maybe you get those guys in foul trouble, it gives you a chance to get to the rim and finish. Um, but if those two big guys are just sitting in the paint, it makes it really it makes it really tough. And I mean, and then what it does on the other end, um, you know, they get the ball out and they're secondary and then you get, Jay, you get the Ivy kid in transition and in one-on-one and he's a problem.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they could just knock him out of the game in like the first five minutes. Like, I never <laughs> like to see somebody get hurt, but maybe, maybe this one time we <clears throat> could make the excep- exception. No, well, I think but see, I, oh, but see,
0: that's the thing. Too. That's the thing, too, though, is if you can make them play one big, now it's not the ball screens where he's coming off. And you can't switch. Like you don't want to switch race and trace onto him. But right. if you can if you can have a smaller lineup, now a lot of those ball screen and dribble handoffs, you can just switch everything out front. So I think defensively it can help you out a lot against him too.
2: Yeah, I feel, you know, look, I was one <clears> to <throat> say, hey, let's just wait and see about our defense because we really ratcheted up those impressive, gaudy numbers against terrible competition. But as we're getting deeper into the Big Ten season, you know, our defense seems to be the real yeah. deal. And uh, since we we do tend to be shooting challenged, hopefully you know we can l- let me ask you this before I let you go because you said we got to get some guys to make some shots. Your lineup would have some shooters out there. Clearly, Parker can do it. We've seen Miller do it. Not that often, however, have we really, to my to my ignorant eyes, s- seen action run to get them
0: shots. Like, yeah, but uh, see that. I, I don't think that they're that good as shooters. That they
2: deserve um,
0: that? No, I, I just, it's it's a really hard thing. Um, to to bring guys off screens and have them run around and shoot a three point shot, to get their feet set and shoot a three point shot. I mean, you gotta be a really good shooter. Like Steve Alford was a generational shooter and Coach Knight ran that for him. Calvert Chaney, generational shooter, he did that. A lot of the other guys at Indiana that got those three-point shots, it was in, you know, you come off a screen, help somebody helps at the at the nail, you swing, swing to the corner, and they get an open three. But he wasn't running guys off screens to get threes. Coach Knight would do it for Offer, he would do it for um, for Calvert. I don't think that Indiana right now has shooters that you can run them off screens to get threes. I don't think they're that good. I think that you have to play through Trace, hope that he's having a good game. They double team. And yeah. when they double, those are ready to shoot. And I think that that's what you have to do.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever it takes, they're going to do it and we're going to yep. win. Because if they don't, we're going to lose our fucking minds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know my mom my little brother will for sure. I mean, like I just said, I feel good about it, man. I think, um, I mean, you. C- it couldn't come at a better time of the year. I mean, they've been good. They haven't been overly dominant. They've lost some games, you know, Indiana's due for a big win. I think that, you know, you you need that. I mean, how many years? How many times in a row have they beat us now? I
2: know we haven't beaten them since Tom Crean was our coach. Correct. I I believe we're like number twelve. Yeah, I think it was. uh, If it was, uh, you know what? I stopped counting, but I know it wasn't even in Crean's last year because we had Colin Hartman on earlier, and it was his second to last.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm it was saying. It the last so, time we
2: it, won the Big Ten.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's RT it, was there for four years. Yep. So it's five years. So it's ten ten times. Yeah. Yeah. And so then, and then if and then if they play any time in the Big Ten tournament, I don't know if they did or not. I don't,
2: I don't believe we did. Ten ten yeah. sounds right to me. It might be eleven. Yeah. Because I think going into last year, it's it started <coughs> at nine, and didn't we yeah. lost, I mean, that's, lost them
0: twice? So I mean, I mean they're due, man. I mean they're due for a big win. How and, cathartic would that
2: be? How great would we all, will we all feel when that happens?
0: Uh, well, it's also it be massive for Woody, you know, beat your mm. beat your rival school, beat your number four team in the country on your court. Like, it's one of those things that like you can look back on your first season there and be like, that was a you know that was a big moment.
2: And tell me, tell me that it's real. That the way Woody understands. Uh oh, I
0: lost you. Oh, there you go. I'm back. Here we go. Tell
2: tell me that it's real, that it matters, that it, it's going to put more points up on our side and less on theirs, that Woody went to IU and understands what this game means in a way that Archie just could not?
0: Woody's going to be more prepared, man. Um, I I was always impressed when I played for him when I was around him in the NBA at his level of detail. Um, you know, and I, and I think you see that more and more now, the repetition, the pattern. It keeps things consistent. Um, and you are got to have ups and downs, and I don't think that you can, like, chase it. I don't think that you can end up chasing your tail. I think Woody has a set system. He stays to it, and he's going to prepare these guys. And I think, you know, uh, coming Thursday, it'll be a big game for him.
2: Jared, thank you so much for no joining problem, us. Getting us extra pumped up for the big week. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and uh i definitely will be looking for uh brad miller eating some uh eating some shit on oh, twitter can't wait yeah right. can't wait when he's sending out whatever you tweet out i'm hey, looking hey. for those retweets i'm looking very much forward to that and i hope he sends you a nice big fat check on friday
0: there we go buddy i appreciate it hey man thanks a lot thanks dude